Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, hello, hello. It is a little early, but we have something new going on this evening. Hey, Oracle? Oracle's here. Okay. Did you wish to be on the phone or, or the were you gonna call back in? I'm on the phone. Okay. Yeah, I, I was just wondering, you know, because I'm on the computer, John will be on the computer. I know that you had to call in to start, but I didn't know if you're going. Okay. Well, so just so uh, anyone who's listening to the call later knows, um, the Oracle asked me if uh, I would present a show. Uh, I, I guess you're going to be questioning John and, and Christine. Christine. I am. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, I I said, why not? Because why not? A good idea for a show is a good idea for a show. And just so everybody knows, Oracle is uh, what what do you call it? Creative. Creative director. Common, creative input. Creative director. Is creative director for a lot of the YouTube videos that I make. She's always giving me her wonderful input. And here we have John right here. So he's still muted. Always giving me her wonderful input and coming up with ideas on on new videos that I should make or things that I should talk about. Because I don't always have the best ideas. Because I, I just don't know what people really wish to learn about. There's John. What's, what's going on, John? Oh, not too much. Can you hear me okay? We can hear you now. Loud and clear. All right, perfect. And hi, Christine. Are you there? Hello. Yeah, I'm here. Hello. Can you hi. Like, twist that again? Because I lost volume. There you go. So I'm looking um, at the chat. Um, I don't see anyone quite on yet. And I'm going to refresh the page because it keeps coming on and off for some reason. Um, and you are recording, right, John? Yes, it's it's recording. It, it re- starts recording whenever I actually get on. Actually, I think it starts recording whenever anybody gets on. Okay. And... Um, Okay, I guess Oracle just left. <laughs> so what did y'all think about that video? Do what? I, I haven't had a chance to watch it. I, 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 since you shared that video, I've talked to Sean. I've talked to Andrew. Um, Monarch. Huh? Monarch. Monarch talked to me. Uh, 
then Joni call, uh, wanted to talk. So, um, yeah, I've been playing switchboard operator. <laughs> you you talking about the one you just shared like four or five hours ago? Yeah, sovereign citizen terrorism. Yeah, I have. I, I've got it in the queue. I did get it up uploaded to Peer Tube for you, so it's already there. Somebody wrote the statement. They said there's a difference between the sovereign and the sovereign citizens. You have to look it up. <laughs> All right, they might be your sovereign. You can call them sovereign, sure. And, and I mean, honestly, yeah. in, in all actuality, you're calling them sovereign, so you recognize them as sovereign over you, and they're still citizens. So by very definition, they are sovereign citizens. Well, th doesn't that create a paradox? I mean, it, it, honestly, because it, the way I see it, you know, citizen is a, a, a creation of the state, and a, a sovereign is not. Uh, you know, in in the way that you know, God gave us sovereignty to you know have dominion over the earth, right? So, but as soon as you like say you're a sovereign citizen, you create a paradox for yourself because you can't exist in two realms at the same time. Yeah, I mean, hey, I'll put it this way for you, okay? The Queen of England is not a citizen of England, right? So, anyways, the Oracle is back online with us. What what happened, Oracle? I don't know. It got disconnected. We're expecting a real big storm here, and it already started raining. Hasn't sleeted yet, so I had to kind of gear up for a big storm. They're expecting power outages, so I, I don't know how I, or why I lost you. So I hope it doesn't happen again. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I thought you might have just been switching over to a computer to talk on or. Well, I lost it twice on the computer also, so I'm, I'm not sure what's going on here. Um, but would you finish your sentence, John? Who, who is the Queen of England then? That, that was kind of an interesting statement you made. She's the Queen of England. Mm -hmm. And she's not. What was that tail end of what I missed? She, she's not a citizen of England. She, she's not a British citizen. Mm -hmm. She's a British sovereign. She's a sovereign British. of Britain. So, like, like the queen, the queen of England does not have a passport, but she the State Department goes ahead not? and, huh? She can travel anywhere or not. She can travel anywhere. Doesn't need a passport, though. Yeah, I mean, as long as uh, she's not at a state of war with with the area, yeah, she right. can travel anywhere. Um, yeah, and, and the uh, State Department, the British State Department, will go ahead of her and set up the arrival. It's like it's like the President of the United States doesn't have to have a passport. I guess I've never thought about that. So, and the reason is is because they're they're the sovereign, like they're the sovereign of the state. So, you know, they're not a citizen of the state. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well. Um, thank you for the intro, John. I missed it. You may need to say that again um, when
when everyone else comes on because it was uh, I really appreciate that intro. <laughs> yeah, um, I, and I'll probably go ahead and go over that one more time once the board gets a little more full. I just for the people who are going to be downloading the recording, just go ahead and get it out there so that, you know right. somebody who's just listening will just already know what this show is going to entail. I guess. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, uh, go ahead, John. Uh, if I, if I might, I'd like to point out something, just a little silly thing. This may get a little confusing because we have two Johns on here. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I'll just so, I'll just answer to JC. There you go. Okay, JC, that's good. Um, excuse me. So I just want to, um, first of all, thank um, the fellow named Andrew, because I believe Andrew is the one who started. And please fill in the gaps, Christine and John. Um, I was on, I guess it was Telegram. I was new to Telegram. John and JC had mentioned to me about Telegram, so I think it was the seventh that I was on. And what popped up was a link to a, um, I guess it was a live stream show, More Than Jibber Jabber. And I linked onto that, and I, um, that evening, 9 o'clock, which is the show that the both of you do, the live streaming show. It's a discussion. And I was so interested in the hearing the both of you. And for who's ever listening, I just wish to clarify that uh, you both are not married to each other. <laughs> it's brother and sister. And yes. I really, I really, yes. Let's let's get that straight up front. I really enjoyed the back and forth, uh, the the dialogue that you both were doing, and the way that you did it. First of all, it was very respectful. It was also very funny, and I absolutely love hearing the perspective of a man and then a woman because um, it's it's just gives a different perspective, and it helps my brain to grasp things um, in, a more, in a more rounded way. And we know that men and women think very different. I call them speaking uh, womanese or manese, and not mayonnaise, but manese, because men and women process information very differently. They communicate very differently. And so I really enjoyed hearing the both of you. And then <laughs> And then JC called me up on the other phone, and I said, uh, have you listened in on this show? And he's like, oh, yeah, I know John and Christine. He said, let's, let's kind of tune in together. And then, of course, I, again, I lost connection uh, that night. So um, I did listen to the rebroadcast of it, and then I had a really great discussion with the both of you. I had a 20-minute discussion that lasted how long? Four hours and 37 minutes and change. <laughs> and we're going to promise JC that uh, talk to you tonight will not last four hours and 37 minutes and 10 seconds. So uh, it seems like when Christine, John, and I got on the phone, we we really were able to um, to talk. Although I, I I'm a good listener, so I listened a lot. Right, John? Oh, you yeah. ask uh, questions. I asked questions. That's exactly right. I did. 
Um, and that's what I like to do because I like to get to know, I really like to get to know people, how they think, how they get to where they are now, um, what track they're on. And, of course, I never heard of common law until I met J.C. and Sean. And I was so interested in having a conversation with them because it so resonated inside of me. So I never had the language for it, but I knew that, you know, when they said certain things, it just felt right inside of me, and it felt like that was that was good, that was the truth, that's exactly how I felt um, and believed, and it was good to be able to put that into into words, into a language, and now into um, very specific um, way of dealing with not only the courts, but I think it's important to understand that this is every day. You know, that's one of the things that J.C. Um, says. It's, it's, you, you're not learning this just so that you can talk to a police officer, a policy enforcer, or a judge. Or This is every day that you're dealing with, with people, and that's always interested me because as a counselor and a therapist, it's important that I not only ask questions, but I'm hearing the answer. I'm hearing what's not being said, and I can process it correctly in my mind and in my heart so there's no in, mis, misinterpretation, misunderstanding, no assuming, presuming that I want to be able to hear what someone is saying. So it's opened up a whole new world for me, and certainly um, in terms of what I've been going through with Baba, with my dad, Henry, for the last eight years in court, um, in and out of court. So um, we listened in on the show. I got disconnected. I listened in on the rebroadcast and um, was very excited, particularly because it's a man and a woman, and to hear those two perspectives I think is incredibly important. One of the things I said to JC when I first started three years ago was, um, and when he started the talk show here, is I really believe that it's important to get more women involved, that this would be a place where they could ask questions, where they could give their input so we could have a different perspective. And um, so I was really excited when I heard your show. Again, I want to go back to when it first started, um, common law wise word public is that the one that andrew first started and that was that in february of 2020 would would you just kind of elaborate on that a little bit yeah from the information I, i've told been told um and from andrew i think he said that uh it, he started the group february 29th of 2020 so that sounds about right. Yeah. It was a so we want to thank you, Andrew, for for doing that um, and for helping this show uh, that you started to be a platform um, to be able to, um, and I don't want to put any words in your mouth because you're not here, but I think it was a platform also to be able to get some of those talk show programs on and some of those discussions. And then at some point, John, you and Christine – um, started the discussion, and when was that? 
what, maybe a month, but let's see. We just did episode four this past week, so a yeah, month, month ago. <laughs> a month ago. Yeah. Okay, and when I spoke with you last week, you said you had that week, how many came on board that week? Do you remember? Because um, I think you're up to like 400 the, the, now. What? Ooh. Oh, you mean on the the uh, the Telegram? Yeah, the the Telegram chat is we're we're nearing the four hundred mark, um, pretty rapidly. Um, I think right now, here, I can tell you real quick. Yeah, we're three hundred and fifty-five members. Yeah, because we in like a seventy-two hour period, um. The, the numbers went from like into two. We, anyway, we, we gained like 170 members in 72 hours. Wow, incredible. So we thank Andrew for starting it. And also, um, I was very interested in, 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 in JD and what part he played. And I know you, um, you both talked about what a great influence and how much information JD. Um, knows, and one of the things I, I said was, I really appreciate whenever I hear J.D. speaking because um, he's very patient. I find him to be very respectful to women, and he does a great job of slowing things down and reinterpreting them so that it's easier to, to grasp, at least for me it is because sometimes I have to hear three or four or five different perspectives and different ways in order for me to get this. You know, like I said, this is a new language. This is an, uh, a new way of thinking, even though it resonates deep within in your heart and in your mind, and you know that this is right. And so there is a process when we learn something that we hear it, and then it, it takes a while in our head where we have to remove, get rid of the old thinking that didn't help us, in fact, could get us in trouble. And so we're replacing all these new thoughts. Um, and so that takes a while. It's a process. And then it takes even longer at times to be able to say it yourself. So repetition and hearing things is very, very important. So anyway, I, I, I asked you about J.D., and you had said um, the different shows that he has and, and, and that he's on the show also on Sunday night at, at 9 o'clock. And so we want to thank J.D. I do because I really enjoy his input um, also. And then you had mentioned something about Sean. Um, and you said, I'm try to, I have 12 pages of notes from the first time we spoke where that 20-minute conversation turned into four wonderful hours um, but when, when you were talking about Sean, you said, Sean slapped me really good with a good dose of reality. He was brutally honest. He said things to me in a way that I needed to hear it. Um, so we want to thank Sean also for, you know, a lot of the input he gives and and the way that he slapped you. Um, that helped you um, in whatever way that was to be able to, to get whatever you needed to get and hear whatever you needed to hear because every one of us responds differently. I know for me, I need a more gentler touch. If you smack me, it won't be good. So <laughs> um, I'm glad that it worked for you. Well, I, I'm stubborn. 
You're stubborn, okay. <laughs> um, and so it worked for you, and so we want to thank Sean. I think that it's really important that we give respect and honor to people who've played a really good, important part in the things that we do, the things that we've learned. Um, I've always given a lot of respect to J.C., and how much he has really, really stood by my, me and my dad. Um, we're going on, it's, it'll be eight years in April, and um, we've known J.C. for three and a half years. And um, the paperwork that we were able to put in that he had um, suggested has really stopped uh, the progression. All I can say is I have not been arrested again, falsely arrested, neither has my dad. Um, it stopped a lot of things from snowballing worse than it was, I think. Uh, I think that that's very significant. And I think it gave the courts a notice um, to to back off. And that was very helpful. It's given us a bit of a breather to be able to regroup and think and um strategize something different. And as J.C. and Sean always said, until there's a court of law, um, there really isn't much that can be done on their end, but certainly a lot on our end in the paperwork, paper, pen, and ink, the power of that. And the power of our words, to me, is tremendous. So um, anyway, so I think I've given certain people, uh, you know, their kudos or respect for the part that they play and they're still playing and I want to just thank all those people out there who are unknown I don't know your name I want to thank those people on this particular talk show who contribute and it's very meaningful to me I stay in the background a lot um and I'd like to learn, you know, as Christine, as you said, I ask a lot of questions. So as this show and other shows are going on, I am just sitting there with tons of questions in my head. Um, and I, I I have a hard time being up front. So I thank JC for the opportunity that when I suggested John and Christine come on the show. And I thank you for, for being here. So I'm always interested in what got you interested in this common lore? What was the spark? Christine. Um, we were we were actually doing a different type of radio show in 2010. Um, and we I can't remember the guy's name. He was he ran for, for president though. Uh, yeah, for the Libertarian Party. Right. I'm growing a point Michael he was a libertarian, but he we came across him in uh, the Constitution studies that he gave and his interpretation of what his studies meant. And that's that's when the rabbit hole started to, you know, and it's a, it's a logical fallacy of, you know, the Constitution belongs to us. You know, and that was one of the rabbit holes that we got stuck down. And then... We we kind of due to the the sovereign citizen movement kind of laid low and you know not as a, a deep depth into research to common law until about six years ago and then we really started picking up the pace and we went down a lot more rabbit holes where people get trapped into the the UCC one 
and that never that never felt right to me. Why do I have to fill out government forms that I know is a fiction and pay them money to have them acknowledge me as flesh and blood? And I'm like, this this doesn't seem right. So then we, you know, came across Carl Miller talking about the Constitution and you know, Carl Lentz and some of the stuff that Carl Lentz said stuck, you know, but, you know, like JC and Sean and them say, we can teach you how to play the game. We can tell you the rules, but, you know, it's up to you when it's your time to stand your ground. That's on you. And boy, you know, I, I know... Uh, the first show that we did with Jibber Jab, we introduced ourselves with the, the whole dog issue. And I know I made mistakes going in there because your nerves get a hold of you. And like they tell you, focus on your breathing. And I knew this judge was going to railroad me because she didn't allow anybody else in there. And the way that she was talking to me from the bench. But at the end of it all, our paperwork was solid because of the advice we got from JC, Sean, and JD. They all helped us. And that's that was the nail in the coffin for them is that, yeah, she railroaded us. She prosecuted from the bench. She was in the wrong I made mistakes, but it was a really good first lesson on to you you have to you have to get your nerves under control and keep that perspective of being able to like calm yourself down in that situation because knowing how to play the game isn't enough. You you have to go through somebody grilling you and, and going through it because mm -hmm. there's there's no other way to to learn that other than to experience it and they just they made so much sense in how you know even even with the birth certificate you know when you go down that rabbit hole people go oh that's yours that birth certificate's yours no it's not Sean, Sean, that's the state's property. That driver's license, that's a state property. A social security, uh, social security card, that's the government's property. That's not your property. It's not you either. Yeah, and it's not you. It was created for you, but it's not you. And the indoctrination process that we all go through from, from birth into adulthood is that they pounded into you that that is yours that that's is who you. you are and that's that's not true and you know when they they put it that way like my estate N no that's your flesh and blood your woman you, you want to see who you are you look in the mirror you know and, and they're absolutely right. Common law is unwritten law. It's what God writes on your heart. And that's why there's no templates to common law, because only you can write your law. Only you 
can stand in your law. Nobody else can do it for you. You know, it, it's all you. And if you don't believe the words that you say, somebody else writes down, you know, that's, you can't back that up. And, and that's, that's why I tell people it's, it's your law. You, you have to be able to stand your ground. And when they challenge you, you have to assert that law to them. I don't know. Did they answer the question? I don't know. Her question was, I, what got you started, and you just... Mm -hmm. I, I I know, I rambled. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sitting here giving her the wrap-up sign, just so everybody knows. <laughs> but that's, that, I mean, that is, that's kind of where it went. Yeah, but Christine, just, I, I think you, you did, you know you did you a really good job of, 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 of saying what you said, because one of the most important things that you said was, no, there's no other way to learn this than to experience it. So we can get all that knowledge and that information, but until you're going through what you're going through, until you're standing there um, in front of um, a judge, whatever, until you experience that, then that's when it really, it really sinks in. And you talked about about fear, and I have a, you know, it's just my opinion, and that is, uh, at least for me, because I was in court for years and years and years, many, many years, um, arrested, threatened to get arrested again and again, and um, I was so scared, you know, and the indoctrination is so systemic inside of us from childhood, you know, to listen, to respect authorities, you know, and I think that religion um, has done a terrible disservice to keeping people um, very subdued. You know, respect the authorities over you. Well, you know, you can still respect them and tell them, you know, tell them the truth, but it's a form of idolatry when we respect them uh, more than we respect ourselves or when we... Um, think that what we have to say is is not as important as them because they went to because they're sitting there or they're because they're wearing a robe or because they went to college or because they can read the codes you know and no one's going to tell me what I should do with my own child or when I'm going through the divorce and that's what they did DSS came knocked on my door four times to take away my daughter so I experienced that uh, homelessness, living in my car, uh, single mom, um, uh, calling the police over and over again, uh, trying to get 50 Bs. So I went through this horrific process, and there is a tremendous amount of abuse and narcissism that goes on. And um, there's not only you know spiritual abuse, sexual abuse, emotional. There is abuse from the court system that on a daily basis, thousands of people are having to deal with or not deal with. And so to me, I, I find this group, you know, those who are standing, wanting to be a man, wanting to, or, or is a man and a woman, and learning how you do that and get out of the brainwashing and the system that has subjugated and tried to keep you silent and submissive at, while they take away your children, while they take away your home, while your home is being, st you know, my, my dad, two of his homes stolen right out from under him, a 90-year-old gentleman, um, and the trauma that goes with that and the courts 
the district attorney not wanting to investigate or prosecute. So um, I think it's very powerful to get this information. It's very powerful that it gets in your heart and your soul and your mind and your spirit. And you're absolutely right. When you're experiencing it, when you're having to speak it, that's a different story. That's when it, it just gets burned into you. And sure, you're going to make mistakes. Sure, you get scared. Sure, your knees are wobbling. Sure, you don't remember everything because under, under stress and trauma, the brain tends to lock up. And so you breathe. I mean, John taught me, JC taught me to breathe. Keep breathing. When you breathe, you get oxygen to the brain. And then you can start thinking with a little bit more clarity. And then you buy yourself some time. I remember years and years in court when I would say, um, uh, excuse me, could you, uh, could you repeat the question? Sometimes I did that two, three, four, or five times, and they'd get really aggravated with me. But it was a way that I could buy time so that my mind could go back, get out of the emotional part and the angry part, and go back into thinking, okay, this is why I'm here. This is what needs to get done. I need to say this in a way that is calm but with a tremendous amount of um, passion so they know that they can't run over me. And it, it took me years, and I was able to finally, you know, have some success, but it wasn't until meeting J.C. and Sean where a lot of these truths have, are now Im- embedded in me. So you, in some way you did answer the question, and we can go back to if you wanted to elaborate on what actually got you involved in common law and how does it affect your life now, Christine? Um, it's, I guess, very freeing to to be able to, to stand as a woman and, and realize that the, the fiction doesn't apply to you. It's very liberating when people, because if... That's not the question. That's not the question? The question is, is what sparked your interest in common law? I don't know. I, I was told as a kid I'd be an attorney or in computers, and I ended up in computers. Now now this. I, I, I just got tired of the system saying, you know, pay us, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, and that was, mm-hmm. you know, enough of the extortion already. Yes, yes. You got tired of the system that you know is isn't isn't working, right? And well, not just not working. Job? I it's kind of the same thing. I I just saw the wrong. I I, I had this disillusionment that you know uh, I, I was being defrauded. You know, I went down that path a little bit. You know that that you know the government was defrauding me in some way, and I. Um, you know, I, I, I just, I knew something was wrong. I just didn't know what it was. I didn't realize it was my fault. And the more I started learning, the more I started discovering, you know, I, it's, it can't blame anybody but myself, you know, and that's, that's the fundamental part of it for me is, you know, you have to be willing to accept that every idea that you had prior to coming into this concept, you were wrong. I was wrong, you know, she was wrong. It, we're all wrong at some point in life. We, we didn't get it correct, you know. Uh, and, you know, it, it's, um, 
that that was I knew something didn't feel right you know in my spirit so to speak so and I was trying you know I was trying to help her with some other stuff prior to uh, finding you know JC's and and, and and getting to know JD a little bit on Facebook um, and like she said there's all these rabbit holes you know we, we started you know uh, spending money on UCC one you know stuff and to, to get all it because I was going to take us down that rabbit hole and and we got to thinking about it going this is stupid um, and then you know we, we stumbled into these uh, common law people who's like well you got to get the, the birth certificate verified by the state and then you know authenticated and re-authenticated on the federal level and all this other kind of stuff and then you know that way you can take ownership of the birth certificate yours and then I got you know all that ridiculous stuff like she was saying earlier you know we we you know it's it, but the more that i i kept digging you know mm-hmm. I, I i was like a tick on a dog's tail you know i just kept <laughs> digging in and digging in and digging in um and uh i i just i had to find what what felt right to me and the message that you know jd uh, and JC and Sean have been putting out for I, I don't know how long these guys have been doing this um, but it, it it made a lot of sense and the comment that 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 Sean made to me that really slapped me that like it was like the last thread that needed to be unwound um, you know, and I, I, I spoke to Sean earlier today and, and, you know, told him the same thing again that I'm about to say now um, that, you know, that what he said to me uh, just was like that last thread that needed to be unwound for me to have a full revelation of, of what what common law really is. Because I was still trying to say, you know, that the birth certificate and social security card and all this stuff was my my estate. Somehow it belonged to me. And basically what he said is, is are you going to go into court and stand as a surety for that estate? And I'm like, no, absolutely not. No, that's no, I'm just a man. You know, I'm not going to. And what that does is create joinder to those, you know, pieces of fiction whatever they are you know and but that that was what like was the last hurdle that i, I, I and there may be hurdles that i don't know now uh you know uh, i'm not above it, it you know yeah, uh, being corrected yet by anybody um that that knows that knows law a little better than i do um but that was that was the biggest hurdle that that was there for me in my mind was to overcome that um but again that what got me started down this was to to protect my sister and her kids you know that's that's because i don't have any kids of my own so you know um but i wanted to make sure that her children were were going to be to to have a safe future to to you know to not be tormented by 
you know, people that were attempting to torment them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, you stood up. You stood up as a brother and as a man, and I, I just so respect that, and um, it's, it's wonderful to hear that. Um, also, JD, thanks so much. You posted that it's episode one ten about the issue um, with the dogs. Um, I was really interested I must in have. the um, program that you do, which is the, the, I guess it's the more than jibber-jabber. And when I asked, um, you know, kind of what is the goal, the purpose of the show, and Christine, I remember you said um, that uh, I want to introduce people to things that they're not aware of. Um, I want to empower people to know more than what they currently know and to be more than who they currently are. So if you want to elaborate on that, I thought that was, I think that was awesome. No, you pretty much cleared that up. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I take copious notes uh, so that I don't uh, uh, misquote misquote someone so yeah i thought that was i thought that was really great um and that i think you also mentioned that you all were a support a place um of learning and that um, it was go ahead Hmm? no i was just gonna say we our our focus was getting rid of that fear for people you know, not to, getting rid of it okay. for people, but being there to help people work through it themselves. Okay, thank you for clarifying. It's because we can't do it for anybody. It, it's it's you know nobody can nobody can walk for you. Nobody can talk for you. Very true. Mm-hmm. No, but it to to enhance you know what JC and Sean and all of them do. So to to help people. You know, you you got to crawl before you walk, you know, and we're trying to help them through the crawl phase so they can walk and run with JC and Sean's information, you know, and and really learn how to stand as a man or a woman. One of the things I was really impressed in listening to your live streaming show was um, there were various people who called up with questions and you both tag teamed and um, answered the question, and then you encourage people to call up on the Wednesday show and say, this is the talk show, call up, you can ask JC the question. And I thought that that was very honoring and respectful, that you just didn't, you know, hoard the program for yourself. And that's one of the reasons why I thought it would be great for uh, for us to get to know, you know, both of you, John and Christine, and to know that your heart and to know that you are, um, you know, very giving, um, you enjoy doing the show. And I want to go back to the point of uh, fear. And again, this is just my opinion, and that is when we get to experience, <laughs> when we're standing there in front of our whatever, a judge, whoever, magistrate, for me, it was important for me to do it afraid even though I was so scared um, to even get on the stand and talk. and I, I was terrified. I mean, I couldn't stop shaking. I'd run to the bathroom and constantly just was sick to my stomach. And, um, and I kept telling myself, 
Joni, you just have to do this even if you're afraid. Do it afraid because, uh, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. So it says you gotta you got to walk through it, and as you continue to walk through it, you start building the courage. You start building more confidence, even if you mess up, even if you're like, oh, man, I wish I wouldn't have said that, or, or uh, you know, what would so-and-so say if, if they were here? And you can always, you know, come back and, and say something else. And so that, to me, is, is very empowering, just doing it afraid until there comes a point where you have more of that confidence to be able to say and express yourself. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, the other thing was uh, about your show when you had said you all just started. I think you were, you said you were on show episode number four, which was um, pretty amazing to me. Um, and like I said, I just so enjoy hearing a man and a woman's perspective and how you tag team together so wonderfully is very encouraging to me. So um, what else can you tell tell us about? You know, go ahead and promote yourself about your show because, like I said, I think you guys do such a great job, and I know that um, J.D. also, I heard him on um, on the show, which I, I've said before, I absolutely love his input. How, how did you get to know J.D.? Well, I, like I said, I, I met uh, J.D. in a... Uh, group a law group on uh, Facebook and uh, I, I he, he may I, I think it was like maybe a one sentence reply to a question that I had in the group and it was so simplistic and made so much sense that like I'm like okay I gotta talk to this guy more and we, I think we had maybe a 30 minute or an hour conversation and by the end of it um he had given me more information than i had been able to find in a year oh wow um and it and it was just simplistic straight to the point um because i i, I was like i said i was going down all these other different paths and i was having I was having more problems finding out anything about common law than, you know, because you, you run into all these people that, you know, it, it, that are in the common law or natural law, you know, scope that mix jurisdictions immensely. Um, and that was one of the things that really caught my attention with JD is he wasn't mixing jurisdictions. I, I, I didn't recognize it to be that at that time because it was, you know, extremely new. But um, JD has been a big, a big inspiration to me wanting to do this, this Sunday show. Um, and that's the reason why, I, you know, I've asked him to come on and be part of it because I value his input as much as I value Sean and JC and, and the other guys because I've, I've you know I've learned just as much from him as I have from Sean and, and JC. Uh, and I, I you know like I said I with the with the state of the world the way the world is right now um, 
I, I, I see what what I'm doing as far as this show to help other people. I I have a very selfish mindset in it because I know that if we don't like if we don't get more people involved in law and and get people to recognize who they are, then we're all going to be doomed. You know, yeah. and it, it, I mean, it, it really is that simple for me. If we don't get, if we if, if we don't get more people up to speed, you yeah. know, then that it, you know, it it doesn't matter which society we're talking about because it's all going to hell in a handbasket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I think this this strength in numbers. Um. And being a support system for each other is absolutely essential. And one of the recent um, videos, YouTube, that John did, and um, he says it frequently, and if one person loses their right or one person, like, loses their children, it it affects all of us. We all, every single one of us, um, are affected by that. Um, and he does a great job being able to express that better than I can. Um, and I, I do want to put a plug in here because the next thing I was going to mention, which I'm so glad J.D. did, he's just, J.D., you're, you're awesome. Um, and you mentioned um, Stan, Adam, and Man of Civics, and I also want to um, agree that I love to hear, first of all, as a woman, I love to hear a man's perspective. Um, because it gives me a more rounded view and a different view than my brain can manufacture, can think of. Um, and, and certainly, you know, hearing it from another woman um, makes it, you know, I can track, I can track better with, with women because we, we think similarly. But to hear a man's perspective on it gives me the ability to look at it in a different way, in a different way that I, I, I couldn't before because our, our brains, our minds are just so wired so differently. So I really do uh, appreciate listening on the show, um, especially the talk show here of um, Adam, Man of Civics, and, and, and Stan. Uh, sometimes the show goes off in a direction that um, um, is interesting. And, um, but I, again, I always like to hear um, and listen to, especially JC's uh, videos that he's been he's been putting out. Um, the other thing is, <coughs> excuse me, um, I would like for you to just let everyone know the show that you have, the time it is. If you kind of talk about that a little bit, so people know where to find you. Yeah. Okay. So. Um... We're uh, on uh, UKPats.io. Uh, um, if you go there and uh, create a username and uh, set up an account or whatever, um, you can uh, find uh, the peer tube that's associated with UKPats. You actually have to create a secondary logon for peer tube because there's an issue with combining the two. Um, but you can find... Um, my channel on there is called more than jibber jabber and we actually do the broadcasting through um jitsi uh, meets um that is uh it's kind of like a zoom call a conference call um 
online meeting thing uh but we can uh, we've been able to stream from it so that it's live um and uh i the um i, I over the last couple of days since this since this past sunday i've been working on uh getting a different way of doing the streaming and uh I think we've got something that I think people are going to be really impressed with come next Sunday. Uh, the production value of this show is fixing to go up immensely. Um, but yeah, uh, you can also find me on lbry.tv. Um, I have a channel there called More Than Jibber Jabber, or just do a search um, by my username on there. It's at Reverend Wolf. Um, you know, uh, so I have those two outlets because you know I, I, i'm a redundancy guy I, I i you know two is one and one is none um so and i've been backing up jc's content that he puts out to peer tube as well um he's got a lot more videos than me so i'm starting to run out of space on peer tube i'm gonna have to create a secondary user account and move his stuff to that um, <laughs> move your stuff um but uh you know the the um the show is uh every sunday 9 p.m eastern standard time uh 2 a.m gmt uh for those because we do have people that listen uh in other parts of the world um there's actually been people that listen to us from south africa I know. Uh, that have gotten okay. in contact with me um and you know the the talk shoe stream here also has people that listen from south africa australia new zealand yes. uh, uk um and those people are finding out about jc and this this show the talk show shoe uh talk shoe show um uh, i guess through our show over the last month mm -hmm. um and with the influx of people that we've been getting into the chat, you know, uh, because they've never been exposed to JC's content or Sean's content, right. um, you know. So, and, and that's that that that's the whole goal for my show is basically to give people a, a starting point, a foundation, mm -hmm. you know. Let, let's let's talk out, you know. The what ifs for a little bit i know what ifs are, are a bad idea to focus on but if we can talk out some of these what ifs with people we can eliminate some of the fear um and you know and that's 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 where i come from with it that's you know because i i saw a lot of people in the chats that goes yeah i i hear i hear sean say this or i hear jc say that but i i, I just what, what 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 do I do if they come knocking my door? What do I do? You know, and, and all these just the same concerns that I had. You know, whether you know they're going to do this or they're going to do that. Well, we don't really know that. You know, um, the what ifs is what gets everybody treated treated as a criminal in the airports by the TSA, and now we've got children in pampers being groped by grown ass men that you know are attracted to jobs like that um you know and, and it, it, in my view it creates a society of deviance um you know and so that's 
you know, we, we have to address the what ifs in a what if scenario and then move on and start dealing with reality. And, you know, that's that's all I'm attempting to do is is to kind of help people address. Well, how do, how would I handle like Grace, you know, had a great question that, you know, this past Sunday that Sean was able to address in a, in a really great manner. And, and you know, I, he said that, you know, he and or, uh, Jace, JD and I kind of, you know, had good answers to it, too. Um, but she asked, well, what if somebody comes to my farm, you know, and we're in the barn and they say, well, are you Mr. So-and-so, you know, and you know, at that point, do we start, you know, denying the name or, or, you know, and it, you know, it went on to a, a pretty good discussion, you know? Um, and I, I think that it made sense for her for, you know, you had three of us. And like you said, it, it gives a male and a female perspective. I, I never thought about it that way until you pointed it out, honestly. Uh, but you know, me and my sister, you know, ha have been pretty close over the last five years, and and um, you know, we 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 give each other hell sometimes, but you know, we I, we talk out things really well, and that's you know, uh, she knows how to rein me in, and I know how to rein her in, and I, I guess that's why people you know, assume that we're married a lot for some reason. I don't know. I, it's, um, well, the chemistry I is thought we acted like brother and sister. <laughs> you act like, uh, the kind of brother and the kind of sister that both of you are. And with every family, yeah. it's, it's different, but you both have really good chemistry together and work real well together. And just to elaborate, um, about the male man and woman thing is, um, when I first started to get very interested in what I call the common law movement, because I don't know what else to call it, I felt that there was a lack of hearing um, and reconciliation of men and women together. And I always felt at a loss not hearing the voice of other, of other women. And let's not forget that, um, you know, when we're dealing with couples, uh, a lot of times um, – um, if women are introduced to common law first, they have a tremendous influence on their partner, on their husband, and vice versa. And that's why I think it's very important to be able to to hear both perspectives, um, because I I'm a firm believer in um, the biggest the biggest war we've had. I mean, if we go back to the garden, which um, to me is man and woman started out with man and woman, whether you believe that or not or have a different way of thinking. But for me, it's, it's, it's man and woman started out that way and um, how to reconcile them both together to be able to get along, respect each other's ideas and opinions, not always agree with one another, obviously, because uh, I, I don't have to agree with someone to respect them or to admire certain areas in their life. Um, but I, I do think it is important to be able to... Uh, have this movement show that there is an incredible amount of um, unity with one another, and I, I always believe it starts with a with a, a man and woman getting along together in a peaceable in a peaceable way. 
So, um, and JD posted up here that we did want to also include uh, the input of Monarch. So we thank you very much for that. Also, um, JD, you are always on top of stuff, and I just I just really love that. Um, another thing that you had said, Christine, and I thought it was just really resonated. It was awesome, and you said one of the one of the things we do on the more than jibber jabber is extend an olive branch. Can you can you talk a little bit about that? It's just trying to get people to come out of the the idea of what they think they know. The the indoctrination process. I mean, look, you know, if the if the mafia had the indoctrination process, the government had everybody would love the mafia. You know, I mean. Your parents put you in front of the TV and you grow up, you know, watching the TV. And I'm sorry, that's programming. They're programming you for a specific way to think. And then you go to school and they program you to think a certain way. They don't teach critical thinking. And so when when we do this, we try to come to the approach of to engage people to to think about what it is they want to accomplish. You know, what's what's the problem? You know, and if the worst thing was to happen, it would be it. Okay, well, if that's the worst thing. You know, and and try to help people walk through those scenarios. It's it's getting them to to open up and, and remove those limitations that they've set in place for themselves based on the indoctrination that they've grown up with. And sometimes it's really hard for people to, to be able to see that because they, it, it's just the process that they've gone through their entire life. You know, and some people are ready for something different and they're like, I know this is wrong. Like, and it clicks faster for people, but it's just to to help people break through that 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 limitation. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's how you came up with extending an olive branch, uh, so that your your program is a safe place. When I said, "What do you want me to call you guys? Are you like the facilitators?" and you both are like, "No, no, no. It's just a discussion." We just um, discuss things and and give other people the ability to ask questions and to discuss it also. And I thought that was a that was an awesome way to look at the program that you all do. Um, also, I, I a little bit there. I don't know if that's on your end or mine. What's that, Christine? On ours. Me. It's on ours. Oh, you just broke up. I was just trying to figure out who whose side it was on, and he said it was on our side. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I've fixed, started okay, is I'm it. working on uh, a landing, what I call a, a landing site, a landing page, and Tara's been helping me with that. It started out as a website to help raise funds for, for my dad. Um, and then I included uh, some information on there to point people to sh- to Sean and to to JC, and I'm I'm going to open that up to include others and um, the programs that you have, and um, to be able to be a, a landing place where people can find out where the various links are 
to link up and not everybody agrees with everybody at the same about the same issue and everyone has a different way that they go about it but i think it's really really good to be able to hear all those different perspectives and when you hear it it kind of lands on you like yeah this is this is right this works for me and i think it's important to understand that what i know today um, I didn't know a year ago. I didn't know six months ago. So I believe learning is very progressive. There's very few things for me that are written in stone. Some basic things, yes. But overall, I, I tend to try to be very flexible when I um, hear another thought, when I hear someone's ideas or opinions to to modify and to be able to embrace that um, for myself so that I'm always learning um, and always open to new ideas and new su- su- suggestions that would be helpful to me. So you guys have that kind of a platform also that I found very enjoyable. Um, Go ahead. I was just saying I appreciate it because that's, that's the goal. Yes, absolutely. And everybody plays their own part. I, I, I feel like there's too important. much attention on us on this show. <laughs> uh, you're just not used to being complimented, are you? <sighs> not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's a good format to be able to introduce the both of you and because uh, you did such a good job, like I said, of being able to point people in the direction of Sean or JD or JC or whoever else. So uh this is just uh, a time to be able to do that for you guys. So I noticed that there's well, some questions on the board if JC wanted to go ahead and talk about that. And if you want to finish your sentence, John, go right ahead. Well, I, I just, you know, I honestly, the way I view it is I'm the dummy on the block, you know, that, that figured out how to how to do all the foundation work. And you know, I, I'm it, it, once they once they get done with me, I'm going to send them on to the the professionals. You know, they know how to help build the rest of the structure. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the one the same ones that taught me, you know, how to get the foundation that I have. You know, so I, I just it, it's I, I see it as being as is more promotion for jc and sean and these guys than anything else I, 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 because they've done so much over the years and the jc i mean jc can tell you his numbers on his youtube should be five times what they are maybe 10 times what they are um so we know that this information is being stifled and this is another outlet that we have because with the ukpats.io it's all private servers you know and it's it's uh, everything's that uh, you know andrew said is a is a big security guy and as far as it world and he's you know he's done a lot to make this uh as impenetrable as he can so there's not going to be any censorship of anybody that that's going to use that platform or you know be able to go to it and that's you know that he's got chat rooms available there for us to use um the the jitsi meet program that we do the 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 show with i mean that's available to anyone to come in and use at any time that you know that's 
set up an account there. Um, you know, he's also got some uh, file storage set up for everybody to use. So a Andrew, you know, really made this, uh, you know, this platform available for us to use yep. and, and, and has made it more secure than YouTube or whatever. I mean, you know, it, it, the LBRY and Odyssey blockchain sites, you know, they're good too. Um, but it's just the, the lack of censorship that I see through what Andrew has set up for us is the key factor. And we can start seeing the real numbers. Once we start, once people start finding out where this information is, now we can start to see the real numbers that, that, you know, has been hidden from JC all these years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think you're right. I think absolutely the numbers on YouTube and Facebook, and I, I think they're, I, I think they're absolutely blocked. Um, I think even the funds have come in that have been stopped uh, because of that. And that's another reason why I'm just doing one website that's a landing page where, um, and anyone that wants to add to that, please please contact me so that there would be uh, links to different uh, Telegram, YouTube, whatever, in case uh, more and more is taken off of YouTube or Facebook. And um, I, again, I want to thank Tara so much. First, I love her questions. Um, I love her laugh. I love her ability to ask the really wonderful questions that, you know, are on my mind a lot. And um, thank you again for, for doing this as well as other stuff, plus being such a busy mom and wife and and uh, the different groups that she's um, involved with. So we want to thank Tara also for her input questions and for her being on um, a lot of these shows. I'm very appreciative of that. Um, myself so thank you all and thank you all who show up on on this particular show it doesn't always show up on the talk show who's there and i do know that later on uh quite a, a lot come around and um download it so have at it thank you for all all of you who are in different countries all over the united states it's so awesome to see canada south africa um Austri australia it just blows my mind england um, you know, Texans and uh, Louisiana. I I'm just so grateful to see this, what I call, again, this common law movement um, going out to different places and everyone doing their own part, not only to learn, but to give out some information. And as a counselor, one of the things that I learned very, very early on was um, that as I was being taught certain things, that it was important for me to stay teachable, to, to learn from mentors, and then to teach others who don't know. And so there's this constant flow of learning and giving out this wisdom and information, learning and, and giving. Being, being a teacher and being a student at the same time is a, an incredible flow of being able to not only learn but put it into practice and influence others in, in, in a way that is life-giving to them and very supportive. Because, you know, we are all in this together, <laughs> you know, and I think one of the problems that has occurred in society is the the fracturing and you know look 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 what they've trying to accomplish with the COVID-19 thing of isolating people and people are now waking up I mean John JC always says um, 
he says, I know that people, I know that people are waking up. We, we don't see the numbers, but they have to be waking up. And the more that they can wake up, the more that this movement um, is important. One of the things you mentioned, Christine, is that I ask questions. So when I'm in a counseling session, until you ask someone a question, a lot of times their mind is on autopilot. They go through the same thing. I, the I same lost thing. audio. I'm sorry, I lost audio. Okay, so I was saying that um, one of the things you mentioned on our first conversation is that I'm a good listener, and then I ask questions after I after after I listen and I hear. Because the more someone speaks, the more they reveal themselves, and then that gives you the opportunity to be able to know where where you can go with them to elaborate on certain issues or or, or topics. And when I'm in a counseling session as a counselor, I ask questions. And so many times people say to me, I never thought about that. I never, I, never, I never even thought what I'm thinking until you asked me. And now I know that I need to adjust my thinking. And I don't know what new, what, what is the new thing I need to think to replace what hasn't worked for me. And that's why counseling is so effective. These talk shoes are so effective. Uh, more than jibber-jabber, everybody plays their part. And I'm really grateful to everybody who's, who, who's doing that. And I just wanna, I want to thank everybody out there for playing the part that you, that you all play in your own way, in your own sphere of influence and with the people that are around you. So, JC, there are people on the board who've asked some questions if you want to. Talk about that, tackle that, or go into uh, yeah, what you enough focus started. on us for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I would like to uh, thank everybody again, and thank y'all for having having your interview here on on Common Law Wise Words, and everybody who comes out because it's not just me, Shaman, John, Oracle, Stan, JD, Monarch. Man of civics, but it's it's everybody who comes out and participates and asks questions or even just listens or just listens at home when um when they download this later. So um I I'm I know that there are questions up on the board, but there are also a lot of people with their hands raised. So I'm gonna start with Muhammad um because they had their hand raised first and then I will start opening up the board here in a moment. What's going on, Mohammed? Hey, not much. Uh, glad to, to have you guys on this program tonight. I'm glad to, to have caught you with the show. Um, I raised a question earlier. Um, are you able to hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yeah. Okay, so I raised the, the question earlier, uh, and I had mentioned this hierarchy of God and man and nature and government or whatever and and then uh that god that man creates government so we are the creator of government uh this is the slave master situation where the slave is never above the master uh, in this case we created the entity of the government and that puts us as the government's master and uh so the way things are today that's that's flipped around where government feels like its master um and i suggested um 
Well, my suggestion is, is that we flip this around uh, in the proper perspective, just as we are underneath God, uh, government is under us. Um, and I tied that in also with, you know, the separation of church and state kind of idea. Um, and I'm going to be, I'm kind of all over the place, guys. So I, I hope you forgive me and I hope these ideas you know, come out. I'm actually glad that you brought up the separation of church and state because that's kind of been a topic of discussion um, the past week or two. But uh, there, there is a separation of church and state, and basically that separation is that people can either act like a church or they can be ruled under a state. You know, the, they basically can't be in both places at the same time. Uh, you know, you're... It, you're I, I think I'm kind of in the same mindset as you, uh, JC, in that regard. Um, and I'm also relating this to like this new world order thing, this elite people. And I don't know if these are taboo words to say or not these days, but this elite group of people, um, a lot, a large part of this, I would say would be that they're of a particular faith. And, uh, anyways, that they, they perceive all of the rest of us, uh, the word is called goyim which means basically that we're a class of humans that that are we're not quite human to them and we're considered cattle and well uh, again this kind of goes back to what you were talking about in the chat where you were talking about humans so they they talk about giving you human rights um exactly and and here here's the thing is that humans belong to man okay so um, man and woman have dominion over the earth. They were created in God's image, and humans belong to man. Okay, so kind of what you were talking about with the servant and the master, or the slave and the master, is if something belongs to you, then it has no say in how you handle its affairs. Correct. Which is again, yeah, you've got it. That's exactly where I was going with this, even with this 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 uh, conversation that I'm telling uh, telling you now. Um, it's it's the idea that we are the master and they are our servant. That's the way it's supposed to be, and uh, we've got mm -hmm. to flip that around on these these people. And I, I'm thinking one way of doing this, also uh, related to straw man type of theory. Um, one of someone was recently asking about uh, or they mentioned this in so many words but basically this idea of straw man um i think it was jd uh, anyways this idea of straw man uh i think that we honestly should be as long as we're forced to operate in their in their world the way they're they're running things um i think we should create our own straw men I think that we should uh, have a separate identity. And just like when you create a corporation, uh, the corporation takes on, in, in law, it's, it's a person. I think we should create our own straw man, operate everything in their world under that identity, and mm -hmm. create our own identity under God, where we don't mix these two. And when we are forced to deal with them in their world, we deal with them as that person that is like a corporate entity and not a, not the man. But we and then we pull ourselves away from that as I'm representing 
the straw man, but I am not the man. I am not that 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 entity. Uh, I hope I made sense with that. Yeah, and I mean, you know, basically, uh, they've already gone through you know, the hassle of creating a person in their world for you, and that's, you know, that's what the birth certificate and social security number and social security card is. And as far as creating your own person, say, on the streets, it's like, well, they call me JC, they call shaman, shaman, you know? Yeah, where another step in this, I would say, would be, um, now, I don't know where you guys stand on all of this, and I've listened to you for quite some time, and I think um, I, I listened to you years years ago on a different platform. But anyways, um, uh, where I'm going with this is, I, I, I think that you're familiar with like a, a state citizen rather than a federal citizen. Uh, I'm sure you've heard that that kind of idea. Um, I understand that you can get a passport and you cannot claim to be a federal citizen and you can get basically a passport as a national. And I would suggest that if we were to do something similar to that and not use their social, not, not participate in that, um, that would kind of pull us away from their control mechanism for everyone here today is because we think that we get benefits from them. And we want them. We want the Medicare. We want the Social Security. We want the right to vote. We want this, that, whatever. Um, as long as they think that they're controlling the strings because they, they're giving us benefits, um, then, then they've got you kind of corralled into their game. But when you step out of that game and you say, I'm not I'm not participating in that anymore um, and truly pull yourself out of that world. Um, and it might be easier to do here in the future, uh, possibly with cryptocurrencies or barter or I don't know what the, the exchange may be. But money is just an exchange of energy. Uh, the value of money is today artificially created. It's fiat currency. It doesn't really exist. A uh, hundred dollar bill uh, is really the same as a one dollar bill. Uh, it's just what you ascribe to it. Um, they both cost about three or four cents to print. Um, they're both the same substance. It's only the value you give it because of some, you know, number you throw on on its cover. But it's not. It doesn't have any value. So I suggest we pull out of this system as much as possible. Don't use uh, any of their things that they attribute to, to be benefits or just completely out of uh, God's creatures on earth, living free and conspiring to be good people, you know, as you guys say. Um, I think that's, if I, in essence, I think that's where I we make, need to go I with this. You... Uh, it's one of my thoughts anyways. I've got so many. Hey, do you... Uh... <clears throat> Let me ask you a question. Um, what uh, what kind of formats the idea that you you believe that we're the masters of the government, that you and I or JC and I or all of us on this show are? Well, when you create something, it's yours. Mm -hmm. It's of your creation. That may, That means that you're the owner of it. Okay. 
When your hands um, do work, when was it's your work. Right. That that's a great answer. So, who created the United States? The people did. Well, and that and that would be a small group of people. That's correct. Right, because the we, the people, the W and the P are capitalized, which makes it a proper noun, correct? That would be correct. So that means it's speaking of a very, very small, specific group of people. Well, now, now, a constitution... Well, I, I agree a, with you. In, I think you're going where, where this was a small group of people that that that, that actually formed this this country, and um, I agree with you. It's, I I honestly think that that the idea that we that this is uh, these rules were meant for us uh, is a little bit misleading. Um, I think the th this applies to the people that are under the control of the federal or the state government rather than you, you people that are free. That's it. Yeah. So that was, was so cool. Well, about yeah, what I'm you were totally saying. on board with that. Yeah. So the key is like, uh, I mean, you, you were saying God's people, so I'm going to make the presumption it's a Judeo-Christian belief. Do you remember when, and I can't remember his name. I always forget his name for some reason. Remember when Solomon's kid took over ruling Israel and, uh, his dad had been taxing them, so all the all the noblemen, all the tribe leaders came down. They're like, hey, you know, your dad's been taxing us to death, man. Like, can you lighten up on this? And he goes, hey, you think dad was taxing you? Wait till you get a load of me. And what did they do? Yeah. They left. They said, hey, we're going <laughs> to we're going to go celebrate the festivals over here. Now, what that represents is Torah. Like they were celebrating Torah. Christians often forget that to be a true Christian, you have to be a Jew because you're grafted in, right? So they were celebrating Torah festivals separate from the king, and he never came and did anything to them because that's a theocracy. They, they had placed themselves back under the law of God only. Because if you go to 1 Samuel chapter 8, it talks very clearly about if you have an earthly king or a presiding, somebody who presides over you, that you reject God, correct? I'm, yes, I'm completely on board with that. Yeah, so the key is, in my opinion, <clears throat> is walk away from that system and let it wither from the vine and die and turn to I'm ashes. I'm absolutely in the same accord with you on that. Um, however, they make it incredibly difficult for us to do anything here in society. Um, like for instance, Yeah, just remember, it was pretty hard on Daniel, you... but he still went through the lines then. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. We just got to do what we need to do, right? Well, yeah, we, we definitely gotta, need to separate from, from this. That's it. And you just do that yeah. by following the laws of Yahweh and then getting with like-minded people like doctors, plumbers, and people like that, and you start right. building your own little society. That's the church. So, so the I, church. I had another, uh, another idea, and, and yet you just sparked me you know my memory on that uh when we talked about husband and wife the the woman before was talking about how she appreciated how the, both men and women are all in, engaged in this conversation and she likes hearing this and she likes hearing that from the two different perspectives um i wanted to relate this to another idea which is that when 
the husband and wife have a family. They have children. The now they are man and wife. They're also husband. They're also mother and father. Okay, but as man and wife, the man is the head of the family, and the woman is underneath him. Um, in government, we never have two presidents. We have a president. We have a vice president. In corporations, the same thing. Uh, you, you've got one person that's in charge. When you have managers in a restaurant, you don't have two managers at the one time uh, unless they're in two different departments. But you'll have one and an assistant one. And if the one, if the main manager can't be there, then the assistant fills in. And uh, so, back to the 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 father and the the mother. The father's the head of the family. The wife is his assistant. When the children ask mom, "What? Uh, or can I have this?" and sh and she says no, when there's a lot of confusion in the family, there's a there's a breakdown in the family when the child knows, "Oh, I can't ask mom. Mom's going to say no." But if I ask dad, or vice versa, "Oh, dad will say no," but if I ask mom, mom will say yes, uh, even though dad said no. That creates a confusion in the in in the household. When you when mom doesn't act differently than dad, when mother doesn't ask differently than the father, then they're of one accord. They're the same. That makes for a nice for a nice family unit. The children are not easier. confused. They, <laughs> it sure makes it a whole lot easier. Now that same yeah. that same thing though applies to us being. I I would say that. Uh, it applies to us being in accord with God. When we are in accord with God, we are one. Um, now, this is a little bit esoteric, and this goes into a, probably something that maybe you guys um, would disagree with me on. And I've honestly, I've had my own battles with this, and I'm only recently coming to, to this kind of understanding. But I think being in accord with God is being one with God, and that's the same as when um, I forget, uh, was it Jesus? I can't remember, but it was uh, when they asked who I am. Um, I am that I am, or however that went. But basically... Um, he says before Abraham was, I am, meaning he was claiming to be God Almighty right there. I, I, I he think said before that, Abraham um, was, I am. I, I think that every one of these me prophets or messengers, and even that inclination that's in your head to do good, is the messenger and when you act in accordance with that truth then you are in one accord with god but then you've got that other being out there that other being which is some people call him satan some people call him the deceiver or the deluder or whatever you want to call him that is the other side telling you hey you know it's the other angel or the devil on the other shoulder telling you hey do this do that and when you choose with free will to go against truth, which is God, then you've now taken your free will and you've gone against him. And now this is now you're operating in an artificial world, which is what all of this is. Anyways, government is artificial. The real law is with God. Uh, these fake uh, 3D glasses and things like this, that's not real vision. When you get a kid that thinks reality is watching something on his PS4, that's he's he's deluded to think that that's real go outside and play real football you know 
um, everything that the, the devil is doing to us is basically he's giving a, ch a choice between God and a delusion. And the delusion is this real is what we think of as the real world. It's fake government. It's fake food. It's fake, you know, everything. You name it. Um, and I'm sorry, but that's that that's that's where my mindset is right now. And I do absolutely agree with you guys as far as saying that this is part of the struggle. We need to break away from. We absolutely need to break away from this. It is satan. It is that satanic kind of inkling or uh, uh, system. Um, and it's and it's part of the test of being here on earth. I, I truly believe that it's part of the test is to choose right over wrong. Well, you have to think, too, the U.S. has got to be a false prophet. It has to be because it's set up like a church. It's a church to Jupiter. That's what the temple is. Every government is. is. What, well, there you Every go. Government and that's why is. Satan offered all the governments of the world. And, uh, yeah, and then and when you go right back to 1 Samuel chapter 8, it says, all, we want a king like all the other nations. So it's always a city-state. Yeah. It's always a presiding or a king or some kind of other than the laws of God governing them. And that's the I, mark. And like the person is in the image of that church or that, that God. That's what the person is. Just like man is in the image of God, person is in the image of man. And that's the number of the beast. I, I, I agree with you. Right I would also go so far as to say that, that, that not only nationalities, but I would say every sectarian division that you can think of uh, is also the part of that same system, that same that same game, and I would and where I'm yeah, going the whole there world. with that, it, it's also religion. I would say, um, I would say when this is why you've got you know uh, a thousand different churches here in America, and, and even Muslims they can't say that they have one because um, I've been in this uh, in Islam yeah, for 22 years. <laughs> No, I've I've been in this for twenty, actually almost twenty four years in uh, in Islam, and I can tell you for a fact that I can go from one to another to another, and they don't operate the same. There are four different methods. They've got uh, a, a bunch of different tarikats or you know uh, spiritual, you know Sufi kind of uh, divisions as well. And um, yeah, it's there. It, where I'm going with this is that I think that all organized structures that are man made with men put in positions where they can tell you this or that, those, those systems are wrong, I, I believe. I believe that God, uh, like for instance, I didn't need a book to tell me that it was wrong to kill. God put that in our heart. We know this. You know what I mean? We know it's wrong to steal. How would you like it if, if I came and, and, you know, or how would I like it if somebody came and stole, stole something that belonged to me that I made with my own hands? Like you know, the IRS taking my money that I earned, that I worked and toiled for, um, it's wrong. I didn't need anybody to tell me that, and that's kind of even this conversation earlier today, where people were asking one another, How, "What got you on this path?" I think it's because you know in your heart it's wrong. This system is wrong. God's, you know, the the, the natural law is the way to go. Um, Anyways, well, I'm sorry. If I could, if I could uh, put a, a little bit of input in there. I, I think that every system is corrupt in its own way, and every system is going to have its own issues. But if I could address, this is just my opinion, and I don't think it's the time or the place. It, it would take about five hours to 
to go over this subject, and maybe we can do this on another show. But um, I, I would like to address the issue of what you said when you were talking about um, uh, me, Oracle, how much I enjoy hearing from a man and a woman. And then you succinctly pointed out that then uh, after a man and a woman get married, then the man becomes husband and the woman becomes a wife, and the man is the head of and then I'm not sure if you said the head of the woman or the head of the family. It may be both, but I don't want to put words into your mouth. The other thing you said is that she's underneath him. I would like to quote from the 1828 Webster's Dictionary, underneath um, the definition of underneath is beneath, below, in a lower place. So I absolutely disagree with you. Um, that how could a woman who stands on her own then becomes a wife, becomes less than a man? And I really would like to explore this, like I said, at another at another time and have some kind of lively discussion about that. So that's uh, my comment for today on what you had said, even though this was not the subject that you had uh, brought up. But I do think that it is, when we're talking about a man and a woman, I do believe this is a subject that is, very much on the mind and the heart and the soul and the spirit of most men and women, and how does that fit in? And as a counselor for many, 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 many years and dealing with many, many thousands of relationships, that in itself, especially when I deal with people who are uh, Christian or religious, uh, talking about the issue of submission and the role that men and women play is vital to whether or not they, that marriage is intact or it or it does not stay intact. And I do believe, I will add this last sentence, I do believe that in the context of two people being married, they will not and do not necessarily have to agree with everything. They certainly have to have a united front in terms of being peaceable, of being able to discuss things away from their children and then come forth together as a united front on whatever subject it is that they're in disagreement so the children can see um, that they are a united front. But I think it's also important that people learn really good communication, and that way children learn in their family of origin, in their home, they learn how to deal and how to discuss um, with conflict, how to resolve those conflicts, how to love one another in the midst of differences of opinions, and how to keep that family intact in, in the midst of having more than two people, even three, four, five kids, whatever, in teaching them how you lovingly um, can discuss an issue, still disagree, make compromises, and become a, a, you know, a man and a woman in your own right and learn and bring that into the future relationships on every relationship that you're going to have in your life. So like I said, it's a big discussion. I just wanted to give my uh, viewpoint and my, you know, my opinion on that. Well said, Oracle. <laughs> um, did, hey, did, uh, did the, uh, John. I was going to ask, did, did the... Did the, the mentioning of manager and assistant manager make that uh, less abrasive? Hey, if I may, men yes, and sir. women form one entity. They're Correct. equal in the eyes of God, but somebody has to be the captain of the ship, and the Bible's very clear that women are to submit to their husbands as unto the Lord. But the Lord's also supposed to love her as Christ loved the church and gave his life for her. The problem with most leaders is they 
become, they try to act like rulers, and that's not what a man's supposed to do with his wife. Supposed to love his wife, protect her, keep her safe, teach her, and she's supposed, they're supposed to have conversations and talk and become one and grow in love of Christ and each other so that there's not that much natural distance between them at all. And then, uh, you know, but ultimately, the man answers for the family. Everybody answers for themselves. The woman, obviously, you know, Dee Dee and I had a really strong debate one time, and she looked me square in my eyes and said, Sean, you may be right, but you can't save me. And she was dead right. I just shut up immediately because that's not my job. So uh, that's well, so how I would <laughs> probably try to frame that. I mean, just because somebody's a leader doesn't mean they're a ruler. There's only one ruler, and that's the king of kings. Um, Correct. If I'd like, John, I'd like to bring something up. And if you want to elaborate on it, you can take it off, buddy. But don't everybody think about something like this is hardly ever talked about in this context, or maybe it is, and I just don't hear it. I want you to think about how powerful China is, how powerful Russia is, how powerful the United States, England, even France. Take all these countries. They have all their laws, their rules, their freedoms, their privileges, all these different things, their social constructs. But what do they all submit to? What's the one thing all of them submit to? In the industry, like in the world that does trade. Now, I'm not talking about pygmies living in the middle of the jungle nobody's ever seen. I'm talking about the world. The UCC code. No, the UCC code. That international trade thing, all those agreements, all those things that fall under those categories, who who runs that, man? Like, there's a head of a table, right? If there's a head of a table of the U.S., there's a head of the table of somebody who's running that commercial trade system, which I refer to as Babylon because it's the Code of Habarabi, you know, which is the law of merchants, which is the sea, which is where the beast, which is the system in the Greek. That's what it says. It's a trap. So think about it. There's some some organization or somebody, head of an organization, that oversees all that. I know John knows the answer, and probably most of you do on here, but would anybody like to take a crack at it? Eucadia, I, I think. Resided. I'm not sure that, there, that there's not even somebody over that group, because I doubt we've ever heard of the guy it, that's over that group. Well, from... From what I've been recently looking into, Sean, I would say it's the Jesuit order. Yeah, they may have taken over, but I still think they're servants. You know what other city sits on seven hills besides the Vatican? Prague. New York City. I'm going to venture to say New York City. The city of seven hills. Not only that, but where is the World Trade Center? New York. The Empire State. Well, also the UN. The Empire State. There you go. Like, you know, everybody's like, I'm sure the Vatican. I mean, I'm, I know those guys are way up there. I'm just saying, I think there's something to city of New York. Yeah, <clears> but somebody up there. Are you familiar? Are you familiar with, with uh, Anna Von Rietz? Yeah, yeah, I can't stand her. She lies all the time. Well, the the reason I mention her is is that in one of her books, then she's got the hierarchy, the structure of of the control, me- mentioning the Vatican, 
the um, royal family and the UN in, in uh, New York City. And those are the three, uh, you know, PowerPoints of the entire uh, our entire world. And what you said there uh, regarding all of these in the UCC, it's amazing that every single country, regardless of their religious uh, differences, you know, being East or West or Muslim or Hindu or whatever, you look at their constitutions and their government, the way it's set up, they're almost identical. Right. So what God are they worshiping? Well, ultimately, See, I everybody. Think, I think uh, even the people. Go ahead, man. No, I was going to say, ultimately, even even these people that 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 are doing these diabolical things in the world, they they obviously still have to commit uh, and submit to rules, uh, and those rules I think are rules of God. Um, I, I would say that, that they're allowed to deceive us as much as they can, just as what the Satan, the, the deceiver, uh, is meant to do, is to deceive us. They give you choices, they make you consent, or they, 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 they confuse you to where you participate in their system and you do it, and, and it is consent. Uh, I think JC was talking about this with a, a, an issue with driver's licenses and such, such like that. Well, you get pulled over and you've got a license where you signed that agreement that you, you know, you've got to hand them your license when they ask for it and yada, yada. You are now under their rules by consent. Well, what they if work you don't, under consent. What if you don't submit? And wait, 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 wait. What it's, if you don't consent? It's their license. Let me be very, very clear about that. Yeah, absolutely. I hand them back their license. And they don't make you do anything. Yes, they don't make you consent. You could die for it. Well, the, the, when I say make, I, yeah, I, you understand what I'm saying. I believe is 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 that they've confused you to where you're you're conceding to whatever it is that they're asking you to do. It's deceptive. And we're trying. The way and we're trying to it. break that spell. You don't have to. Abs absolutely. If you don't, if you don't wish absolutely. for that benefit. That is. Uh, my my primary can i interject is, something is here to also help yes sir you, you mind if I, I i i i the confusion listen nobody can make anybody be confused uh it really and truly it, it's it, that's where responsibility of freedom comes into play um it, it, if you're confused um or i'm confused it's my fault you know because i didn't I didn't get the clarification. I, I didn't seek the remedy to the confusion, which is the the study or the whatever it took to be, to not be confused. No, I'm 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 absolutely uh, in in agreement with you there. Um, it is it is a fact though that you're not given all the information and. But well, did, for did, did we ask us, for it? No. But did you know okay. that you needed to? Then, um, but then it's nobody. No, it's nobody else's fault. The the blame rests on each of us. It's my fault. It's it's my sister's fault. All of us have our our our, our share of the blame because we didn't we didn't do what's required of us 
to be a free man. We sought for someone else. We outsourced our responsibility and said, okay, well, I'm just going to trust what they say to be true. Instead of going, hey, you know, wait a minute. This guy could be lying to me. And probably yeah, it's, is. <laughs> it's 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 like getting ripped off. Well, it's like it, getting, it's like getting scammed. You you get scammed, you get ripped off, and you go, damn it. I, I should have seen. I should have seen. Yeah. It's my fault. I didn't figure yeah. it out. The guy scammed me. You know. But yeah, it, and, it, uh, if, if, if I made to there in, in the you, you, none of us. I, I, I'm, I'm guessing that every one of us was born here in this country, and I don't remember ever being uh, given anything by the IRS when I was in grade school, telling me about rules of IRS and uh, using the Social Security number and all this. It, it is told to you by people whom you trust. So yeah, you're kind of maybe negligent in trusting people. But that same level of trust that you get, you trusted your parents. Your parents told you, get they, up, go to school, yeah, they get were a those, job. Man, they didn't study. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but you can't. You, hey, man, it's hard to blame the child. The creator. When, when, hey, you're not going to stand in front of the creator and blame this on anybody else. They, no, they also didn't come put a gun to our head and tell us to come. They also didn't come to the school and tell us we had to go get a driver's license either. Nobody from the state came down Absolutely. and put a gun to our heads. I mean, it's it's really our fault, man. I mean, that was the that was I was telling John today when we were talking on the phone. That was one of the best moments of my life. Was when I was sitting there and I went, "Man, you're an idiot. You're just wrong." <laughs> talking to myself. It's my yeah. fault. It's my fault. It, that's when it clicked. I was like, holy shit, it's my fault. <laughs> you know, like, I didn't know this. Hey, I was a cop. I should have read better. I asked the right Why? questions in the beginning. <laughs> I allowed somebody to put me back to sleep. And I have to ask, you know, like, why would I want to even go back and say, like, oh, I'm the master of that whole scene. Like, I'm I'm the creator of that government, and they're my servants. Like, why would I want to have any part of that anymore? <laughs> No, I'll answer this question right here about being the master of government. I'm going to answer this question and then uh, move on to 304 because they've had their hand up for a long time. And the reason why, uh, <clears throat> why you're the master of government is because you allow the government to exist. Okay, this is a time immemorial concept, is that the people who live within a society allow that society to exist. The people who put a sword to King John's throat and said, hey, you're going to sign this piece of paper, they, they didn't necessarily create his kingdom. His kingdom was not their kingdom. They had their own kingdoms that they ruled. It didn't matter because no matter how well you govern yourself, the government outside of you is going to affect you. And, and I'll just put it this way, like the people who lived under the rule of the last czar of Russia were infinitely happier than the people who lived under the communist regime that followed. Okay, so that's why people 
have to take control of the government. It doesn't mean that the people should be a part of the government. It doesn't mean that the people should go participate and start worshiping state statutes or anything like that. What it does mean is that if the government gets out of control, they're going to come for you. They're going to mess up your life. They're going to ruin your ability to live peacefully and that's why people have to take control of the government that's why people Amen. are the masters of the government and, right, and it has so nothing to do with with creating it or you know being a part of it or being involved in it in any kind of way it has to do with when the government gets real big and bad they come and take your children and you can't allow that this is the placebo effect and, and so in the it's context the of effect the context of yeah, what was said at the very beginning in government they wouldn't be a part the, of it at all it wouldn't exist at, at the very beginning of the of the uh conversation was the idea that those people are my servants and i don't look at it that way like i i don't they're not my servants like i'm not trying to go tell them what to do but i see what john's saying i mean if if i see them doing wrong to people i'm going to try to call them out and say you know that's it you're you're doing wrong and i want everybody else to see that you're doing wrong so it's when you issue some act right some smackdown all right wait just a minute 304 you have been on mute and what's going on yeah good evening can you hear me okay yes sir we can hear you good okay, okay. i appreciate you taking the call uh, I was suggest it was suggested to me by uh, someone else that uh, I listen to this call because of what you do with uh, common law, and I missed the first five minutes tonight, so when I got on, I was a little surprised to hear there was an interview or something because I had heard that sometimes there's a presentation, but usually it's kind of like questions and answers and discussion, and it's very practical uh, as to getting to solutions as to handling problems. Have I been informed correctly, or is this a different type of program than I'm being told? No, you've absolutely been informed correctly. We're just, uh, you know, some people wish to do a presentation this evening, asked uh, if they could do it here on the show, and I was like, yeah, sure. So we kind of just do whatever's clever. You know, I, I flow liquid. Okay. Just to be so clear, I, I was roped into it. Oh, okay. <laughs> you didn't have any choice. <laughs> no, no, no voluntary consent? Oh yeah, there was, but you know, like after I said, they put it, a sword to his throat, <laughs> <laughs> under the rest, not not a word, but a sword. Uh, in any case, uh, there were there were several things that I was interested in hearing more about, and this might be too big for this evening. And I certainly don't want to monopolize all the time, since you've indicated you have other people. But if I could just go through very briefly the topics I'm interested in hearing about and what my concerns are. And I already know some of the things that you've been talking about for the last half hour. Those are already clear in my mind. But I'm interested in this from two perspectives. Not only when those that purport or allege to be government attack us, I'm also, I'm also interested in the common law uh, from the point of making private contracts with other individuals, uh, particularly un, unwritten contracts. I'm also interested in the citizenship, the status, 
what papers need to be filed, if any, as we look at this from common law, and how one ends up with the uh, do not detain so they understand clearly who you are and everything that you come up against, whether it be an issue over property taxes or code enforcement or traveling or whatever, doesn't become an issue. And I appreciate Mohammed's comments on the passport, but I didn't really feel like anybody um, gave kind of an answer to that or a lot of input. I'm also interested in the type of documents that one would uh, you know, want to possess in order to fall into this program of natural law. And then I'm also interested in how this all fits together with other contracts that we might have, such as insurance contracts or social security, since I'm an older guy, or things that we had in the past or things that we're holding off on signing up for or applying for because we know there's something wrong and we don't want to sign ourselves back into a system where we were originally duped or we didn't have full disclosure or we didn't know enough to ask the uh, questions. I'm also interested in common law from the point of view of whether or not once you uh, claim, if you will, a status, if that's how you do it, uh, whether or not it's all retroactive, whether there's any statute of limitations on making claims, um, how unwritten agreements are handled, et cetera, et cetera, and where you would enforce common law agreements and how this applies to some of the assemblies like the national assemblies and what they're doing in Michigan, Alaska, Hawaii, and some other states now, whether that reorganization or you will, or reestablishment of the Republic with actual separate common law courts, rather than trying to turn a legislative U.S. district court into a court with uh, using the same players or the same actors, but changing it into a court of common law uh, jurisdiction. And then I'd also like to know how one can communicate, lastly, with the parties that are instrumental in running this call, whether that be by email or phone, separate and apart from taking up a lot of time on a call. Did you have I all of that you. written down? You were broken up, but we didn't hear any of that. <laughs> oh, you did. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I don't know how Zebra has stripes. If you're getting ready to ask that, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, do you know the answers to the rest of the things I brought up or not? Yeah, but it takes um, about five hours to answer them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, I, I wasn't taking notes, like, go one by one by one. So I, I'm going to hit on one of the last things that you talked about, a couple of the last things that you talked about. Um, I'm gonna, I'll post up here in the chat the email address. So it's jcandshaman uh, at gmail.com. And so okay. that's... Uh, that's an email address where you can get in touch with us and um, you know, then we can talk more from there. Um, as can far I, as like, can I repeat huh? that please? Can I repeat that email address so I make sure I have it correct? It, yeah, it's J-C-A-N-D-S-H-A-M-A-N, J-C and Shaman at gmail.com okay thank you so um and then um going back to one of your last questions talking about these organizations that get together and you know say that they're separating and and reconstituting the republic and are establishing courts of common law jurisdiction for the most part courts have common law jurisdiction, it's more or less how you perform. 
So how you perform within the court is going to determine whether you're in a common law jurisdiction or not. It's very, very simple rules. So basically, every judicial officer knows the very fundamentals of, of what the rules are for jurisdiction and moving under the common law. And from that point of view, yes, they, they've been there, they're there, um, they're, they're starting to be taken away, okay? And that, that's very, very uh, worrisome. As far as like actually enforcing common law, uh, Shaman and I, the only time we've, or one of the only times we've really opened up a common law court was because of a contract, just like you were talking about, man against man, no governmental persons involved. And I'm just going to tell you right now, it was still absolute hell to get a court to open up. In fact, the court was basically defending the wrongdoer, uh, acting on their behalf when they didn't even have an attorney just to stop this individual from understanding that yes, there is an actual real court of law. And uh, that's one of the big things why we're here. And this is something that people got to wake up to because those organizations that you're talking about would do way better at, um, at, at moving to enforce common law in, in the courts that already exist than trying to establish their own courts you know outside of that system and uh one, one of the big things about this is that they absolutely know that you establish a court like they know and understand exactly how law works a court is established not by some act of the legislature in fact you can go and look up a whole lot of case law that talks about the legislature can't convey jurisdiction to a court. They, they can't give them jurisdiction over a case or take jurisdiction away over a case. The court gets the, its jurisdiction because it's inherent in the judicial um, in the judicial office. But the real way a court gets jurisdiction is because people give it to them. So I, I've used this example many times. Like if you go and look at attorneys and the way that they write a, a lawsuit, for example, typically the first three things that they're going to say is they're going to say, um, here's here's who the client is, okay, so here's the plaintiff who's bringing the suit, and they claim to be a citizen and a resident of the state, county, whatever, and then they're going after this other individual, and upon information and belief, they believe that they're a citizen, a resident, whatever, and then the other individual has to come back and actually claim that. And then typically the third thing that they say is they say the court has jurisdiction, you know, from this statute or whatever. I have actually seen this, and this is what it's really saying, is it's saying they're going to give the court jurisdiction over this matter, okay? Because honestly, it's whoever's bringing the claim to the court who has jurisdiction, and it's their jurisdiction that opens up the court and allows the court to exist because if they didn't have the claim, they wouldn't go down there and then that court wouldn't exist and they would just move on to the next court with the next claim with the next individual who actually has harm, injury, or loss sustained. And yeah, so that's more or less how it works. So if people actually knew how it really worked, then it would 
it would be better because then they could actually focus on on how to execute the performance of a common law action rather than fighting with the legal system, fighting with the legal society and being like, oh, we're just going to go create our own thing and look like a bunch of sovereign citizens. And, you know, then all of the cops are going to think that we're just Looney Tunes and we don't believe in their authority, yada, yada, yada. Um, so that's that's kind of an answer to that question. Hope I answered that question. And and now I'm kind mm -hmm. of stuck. I, I don't know any of the other questions that you asked because you, you had a whole lot of them. <laughs> Well, one of them, one of them was, uh, are common law actions, uh, or after you've established that you're in this position, if status, in fact, has anything to do with this? Uh, can uh, you you, you don't have to, you you don't have to establish your position. I mean, honestly, if you just know what you're doing, you can just show up to court and perform. Um, because it's it's not like a bunch of piece of paper that you go and file and. Uh, you know, authenticate the birth certificate and do all these legal processes that nobody understands for some reason that I don't get, um, you know, to establish some type of status. When you're a man, you have standing, you don't have status. And all you have to do to have standing is go and perform. Um, but it would be courteous of you to go ahead and allow the attorney general of your state in the United States, like give them a heads up, like, hey, I, I recognize that when I was a child, I thought like a child, I acted like a child, I was spanked like a child, but now I'm a man and I'm putting away childish things. I realize that your fiction isn't who I am and I just wish to, to be let alone. Uh, that, that's a courteous thing to do is to just go ahead and give them a heads up man to man and let them know that you understand the game and that you don't wish to play anymore, but you're going to hold on to the, to the persons they created for their benefit so that you don't get harassed mm -hmm. and and to follow up on that th thank you for that answer um is there a statute of limitations in bringing cases and our unwritten agreements can be tried in this common law court whereas statutorily they say well if it's over x amount of dollars or over x amount of frns it has to be written or we don't you don't really have an agreement uh does any of that apply and thirdly on that issue uh, can the other party bring in any attorneys other than a lawyer as counsel to present their case or to defend themselves against you? Well, they can't have anybody speak on their behalf in a true common law court. Um, they can bring in an attorney to act as counsel. Um, they, they can bring in as, as many people as they wish, but they can't speak on their behalf uh, all of the other stuff with, that you're talking about, statute of limitations and everything of that nature, uh, at common law, uh, none of that applies. Uh, common law, there's a rule uh, of um, executing a claim and basically even the, the individual who has the claim, they, they could be dead and gone and the claim can still be executed on by their kin. And it can be executed on upon the kin of the wrongdoer. Uh, you know, a big thing with that is is going back to it, getting the court to recognize that you have the right, and and that's going to go back to public pressure. As far as um, a contract, a contract's a contract. Now, once it gets above a certain amount of money. Um, 
yeah, you're, you're going to have to have some type of substantial evidence that that contract exists. You're going to have to have more than uh, this is my word against their word. He said, she said, he said, he said, whatever. You're going to have to have witnesses, documentation, um, and you can produce anything. You can produce notes that you wrote down, like if you're in contracting, and I've actually seen this done um, and been a part of it, but producing notes that, that was written down when discussing the contract or when the contract was still up uh, for discussion and being negotiated as to the price, the square footage of, of a um, indoor building, um, you know, how much was going to be heated and cooled, how much was going to have running water and things of that nature. And all of that, they, they brought in the notes and they didn't have a written contract. It was just a good handshake and, and the word of good people. And um, yeah, all, all of that is absolutely admissible. Okay, so, but so you, you got to have, you got to have some good substantial proof with, without some type of written document to, to show so here's where you're performing work. Right. So if somebody paid you along the way, but somebody dies and somebody else takes over in the state and they decide they don't like somebody. And therefore, you know, even though they continued on, they figure they can, you know, get you out of the way. If you can prove that for 10 years, listen, I dealt with all these different people. I got, you know, a thousand emails, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That would be evidence whether the contract is written or not, regardless of the amount of money. Yeah, but uh, of course, you also got to keep in mind that if someone passes away and you don't have a relationship with, you know, the next individual, um, you can go back after them for sure, especially if you can verify what the what the bill or the debt is, you can for sure go back after them. But one thing you can't do, you can't force them to keep doing business with you. Right, right. But if they voluntarily kept doing business with you, even though they took over and they did that for a year and they made so-called good faith payments, certainly they made no attempt to get rid of you. And just because you don't have an unwritten contract, it's really a baloney argument now. Well, you don't have a written contract, so therefore we don't have to pay you. I don't care what our relatives said. You know, I don't want to get into all the details, but, you know, that's the general gist of it. Yeah, I mean, if, if you have some type of continual history where you can show emails back and forth, communication, payments that had been made, and you're saying that, hey, they still owe me five grand because of this tile floor that I put in and it was never paid off. Yeah. If you can show that the tile floor is there and you know that the work was done and you can show what the other payments were for at that point, it's all about convincing a jury. Right. But that jury, is that jury going to be set up on a common law basis or is this going to be a jury that, you know, would just be like any other jury or is that dependent on my level of knowledge in, in structuring that jury? Uh, yeah, I mean, the only way that they're going to let that fly is they're going to definitely have their statutory system jury. And that's, for the most part, that's probably the only way you're going to get real people to show up. Um, because for the most part, people just aren't interested. And obviously, you can't have, like, you can't load the jury. Like, you can't stack the jury. Mm -hmm. Right. All right. My other question, uh, the couple questions were, uh, how does this fit together with taking Social Security benefits if you're claiming you want to use common law, but somehow, you know, you're, you're like walking the fence uh, between uh, their system, their commercial system, admiralty, maritime system, whatever, money system, and uh, 
what you're claiming. Are you then defeating your own purpose, or is there a way to do that? I mean, there's many, many different people with all kinds of arguments both ways on Well, I mean, the way that I would see it is like the, the person that they give you to operate is a person that you operate. It's not who you are. Um, you can operate that person and still be a man. Uh, you can create, there's a lot of case law from the early 1900s because people like to be a United States citizen when they traveled overseas. They didn't necessarily like to be a United States citizen when the IRS was charging them for taxes. So there's a whole lot of uh, case law from 1914 to 1938 where it says, hey, look, a man can act as a U.S. Per, you know, a U.S. citizen when he wishes, when it benefits him and he can decide not to be a U.S. person or not to act like a U.S. citizen when it doesn't benefit him. Mm -hmm. And back to what Mohammed was saying, um, what type of passport would one obtain or would you maintain that one could make up their own documents to travel and be accepted in another jurisdiction or in another uh, country internationally? If you can make up your own documents that um, you can travel with and they'll be accepted, by all means, do it. I, I believe um, there's a gentleman, and Sean would probably know more about this, like his holy church. And didn't he make his own documents? Um, no, they just kind of operate outside the system. They may have a church ID. I think you're thinking of David Williams. No, I, I thought that his holy church. Yeah, oh, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> no, they had, a, they had this organization, man, that was calling themselves the kingdom of heaven. And they would get everybody to sign, because they were saying the Bible says you're supposed to sell everything you own and give it to the church, which is true. But, uh, yeah, they were saying they were the church, so they're getting all these people to sign their property over. And then they were creating passports and driver's licenses and, and tags. They would send them to you if you just went through these these couple steps, which was pretty involved. But Early David 99 Williams payments. Ninety nine payments, ninety nine ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember exactly. I mean, it was obviously a trap, at least from my perspective. But David Williams is like considered the prime minister of, and they actually went out and claimed some atoll islands, and. Uh, they've actually gotten some countries to sign on to their treaties. So they're creating their own little thing. I don't know how far they've got with it, but I know that, he, that he's actually recognized as that. And, and I thank you for that. And I guess lastly, uh, the uh, first issue I raised, and you already covered some of this about status and, and citizenship, um, Do have you seen people get uh, doing this within the way you're talking about, have you seen people come up with a do not detain, do not arrest, no jurisdiction type thing within the computer system? Or is it pretty much you have to take these issues on as they come about, as you're stopped, or, you know, this issue comes up, that issue comes up? Uh, how, how, what, are, what are people's experience with that? Yeah, I've never seen anything like a do not detain or do not stop. It's it's just a one-on-one -on -one interaction whenever you, you get stopped by whoever you get stopped by. Yeah, there's no such thing as a do not detain list. The only people that have anything close to that would be a diplomat. 
Mm-hmm. Diplomatic immunity. That's the one. Sounds like I'm good. sorry. I didn't hear that. That was from uh, that was from Lethal Weapon, <laughs> a oh. movie. Uh, oh. Yeah, there's no such thing as that, John's right. I mean, that's something you have to do every day. The only thing I, I will say is that if you have victories on any level or people get the sense, especially police or people like that, that you know what you're talking about and you're not really causing a lot of issues around the community and stuff and the word spreads, after a while, they just kind of leave you alone. Mm-hmm. Even if you're even if you're doing something that, you know, is against their rules or something, if they know, they, they kind of get to know you, but, the, man, the cops are going to do their thing. They're like, a, they're just going to do their job. They don't know anything about that kind of stuff. Well, I was asking the question because I was talking to a gentleman in New York State that told me, and he's been working on this for a long time, and he's uh, been in federal prison, et cetera, and he was telling me that he actually got do not detain, do not arrest, and uh, no jurisdiction, and he's actually had a state trooper take him back to the car and show him the screen and to show him why he was telling him, have a nice day, could you just please slow down? And he was having these experiences. He had filed a number of papers, and I don't know everything he did, but he had filed a number of papers, and he always conducts himself in a certain way. He's a pretty smart guy. And he apparently was having this experience with local municipal and county police or whatever, and they were telling him, oh, have a nice day. And he was using a passport as ID, I believe, no driver's license. And they were just telling him. So, you know, he, he tried to get somebody to show him why they came to that conclusion, but apparently nobody really wanted to talk to him. But he finally got after the fifth or sixth time, he finally got a state trooper to say, okay, well, here, I'll show you, I'll show you why I'm telling you to have a nice day. And he says it actually said that in the computer when they pulled his name up based on the passport that he used for ID. So I guess some people do attain that level you know, by doing different things. Yeah, I I will tell you, I that there's no way that's true. Because the last okay. person that would know would be a police officer. Look, I was a cop for nine and a half years, man. I'm telling you, that would not happen. And, mm-hmm. a, cop, and a cop, even if he knew something like that, wouldn't tell that guy. He mm-hmm. just wouldn't engage him at all. Mm-hmm. Like I've had, I had the feds come across, and all right, nine and a half years, one time, and I'll tell you how fast it was. If this is, a, this should interest everybody on the show, actually. Whenever I got ready to pull somebody over, the first thing I did was call it. I would radio in the location of where I was at. I'd come across my call number, location. I'd run their tag. So if I got shot, some somehow between then, they would have a a place to start looking from. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I called out the location. It was uh, 11E and Ben Gamble. And just as I ran the tag, dude, before I could take my hand off the radio con and touch my light, the DA came across my radio and told me to stand down Mm -hmm. that quick. Really? Um, That is what would happen. And... That is not going to – and the only reason they did that is because it was a part of a bigger scheme and I was going to screw it up because he was supposed to be doing something. But uh, it got explained to me later, but I can't really talk about it. But, uh, you know, it's just I've never seen or heard that from any cop I've ever known. So what I'm saying Mm -hmm. is if you're following that dude, you might be careful. 
I'm not saying he's yeah. I can't stay. It's never happened to him. I'm telling you, I've never heard of that ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. And I still know a lot of cops. So Well, he tells me that uh there was an issue, just a short story, that one of these issues was over not wearing a mask in a store, and apparently it was a small country store or something up in New York State. And the uh, he tells me that the uh, white the owner's wife, who also wasn't wearing a mask in the store, and claimed that she didn't have to do so because she was the proprietor, she let him in the store and didn't say anything. But when he went to check out, she said, we don't serve people without masks on or something. So he was just, I guess he was getting aggravated, but he was ready to leave or something, but he didn't leave fast enough for her to get out of the store fast enough. So he was telling me that she called the uh, cops and said that it was an armed robbery. And he said, well, I was out in the parking lot standing there talking on my phone. Uh, two troopers pulled up uh, and they uh, got out of the car with their guns drawn and so forth and so on. And so he gave him uh, the ID, and I guess they kind of thought, well, it's odd that the guy would still be standing around if there was an armed robbery or something. So uh, he said they uh, took it back to the car, and they came back, and uh, one of them said, uh, how did you get this designation into the computer? And he said, but they wouldn't show me anything, and they wanted to know, could you explain to us how you got that designation? And he said, I simply told them you should talk to your superiors. And he wasn't going to engage them. Once they told them they wouldn't show them, he wasn't going to engage them in the conversation. So he said, they said, okay, have a nice day. And that was the end of that. And I understand subsequently that the party in the store was charged with uh, filing a false report. So I don't know. You know, I mean, I don't think the guys make it up these stories, but uh, I guess one would have to check out, you know, these individual altercations, if you will, and make a determination. Yep. And if if you verify it for a fact, come back and, and let us know. I'm about to unmute Money Mike 5000. He has had his hand Uh-oh. raised patiently. Uh oh, there's Mike, Money Mike. Mike. Come on. Dude, where have you been? It's okay. <laughs> oh, oh. Wait, you think then? Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Um, down here in Texas. You freezing? That, that that that's a start. <laughs> I'm in I'm in the middle of Blackout Central right now. Oh, you still without power? I'm going on day. Yeah, uh, since Saturday, we How had rolling blackouts the for. Uh, the data, the data, even the data, not just the net, but even the data goes in and out uh it's very slow on the data probably because the maximum probably because the uses is great over here but i mean we get some data a little bit uh money mike right now i got data yeah uh we don't talk like that anymore yeah. we call it we call it an outage of color now <laughs> well yeah yeah Man. so uh so what really I want, so I want for you guys. So I want. So what I'm trying to say, uh, what my my black, what my black ass is trying to say, is uh, <laughs> <laughs> color. All right, never mind. Um, could it be possibly that what's happening down here is going to happen everywhere, and that we need to stop just talking about all this UCC crap uh, and uh, 
just start, uh, you know, just trying to, you know, give them one another and forget about uh, whatever the people up on top are doing. Just uh, bear it down because I really have a bad, I really have a bad feeling what's going on down here is going to happen to everybody else right now. And what's there's going just on something, down there, big snowstorm? Something in the air. Huh? What's going on down there, huh? big snowstorm? You think we're all going to get hit with a snowstorm? Have power outages? No, no, no. Look, look, look. We had snow, we, we had some bad stuff here. But, um, you know, I've been through blackouts before, back in the day. And they were easy. And, you know, looking back, this one's something. This is some weird. It's just because you're older, man. Why? Uh, what? Uh, I don't know. But, uh, hey, you, you never know. But, you know, hey, I could I could be incorrect about that matter. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be happy to admit if I'm, you know, if, if, uh, if I'm wrong. Hey, fine. But that being said. I think um, something, you know, you know, I just, you know, granted, I'll feel like, I, I feel like I'm the only one right now, but, you know, I guess you guys just got to, you know, unless you guys had something like this happen to you in the past also, uh, you know. I mean, the power's uh, gone out here before. Is there something else going on, Money Mike? Well, how long has the power gone on for you uh, and the worst in your life? <clears throat> for me, the Most worst? That's true. Probably yeah, a more. day or two. I mean, it definitely hasn't been yeah, that just, long. Just six a day? For me. Oh, just a day. We have six, six much? or seven days for us here. Six or seven days in 98 okay. when we moved to Tennessee. 96. 96 or 98 when we moved to Tennessee. Okay. Now, how do you guys handle that? Pretty, pretty good, huh? Yeah. So I'm gonna tell you if what might, a blackout, a blackout during a, a a blackout on top of a pandemic. Oh wow! And then uh, and then uh, I'm gonna tell you what uh, the fact that there's nowhere else you know to get. Uh, I mean, I was able to get roses. I was lucky that they do that. But uh, I'm gonna tell you what. Uh, then we still got other businesses open, you know, in, you know, like in the non-blackout areas, you know, that's bad enough. But I'm going to tell you what, we got residences out here, not just apartments. You know, we got residences out here. And uh, by the third day of the blackout, every morning, everybody's outside talking, regardless of how, how cold it is. It's like... um. Uh, it's like it's like on one hand, you know, like there's people like wanting to talk, you know, just see you know, how, how's everything going. But but at the same time, it's like I can also see there's just this succinct uh, group of people too. So I don't know what goes on with that. Um, um, and I'm just you know I'm I'm just uh, you know right now and hope for the future that it'll be useful. <clears throat> um, but uh, that being said. Um, hmm. I'm gonna have to go back on this because I don't know if I'm I'm getting through to anybody or not. Hey, Mike. Oh. Can you guys hear me? Hey, hey, Mike. You were all broken up. We didn't hear that. 
Are you serious, I'm just Katie? Uh, all right. Hey, my money, Mike, uh, muted, muted out. So I'm going to unmute Sarah and then basically call it a night because it's about 20 minutes after 11. But Sarah's had her hand up patiently. Hey, Sarah, how are you doing? Hi, much love, everyone. Um, I just wanted to say I wanted to ask questions and everybody answered my questions for me. So I just want to put out positive energy and a prayer to Sierra and those babies. I want them to come home. So. That's all I really have to say. I hope everybody's doing okay. We got above zero today. I'm so excited. It's, it's, we're like at two degrees, and I'm excited because it's cold as fuck lately. It's been it was, it was about a week that we didn't make it above zero, so today was it was exciting. <laughs> I, I don't know if it will make you feel better or worse, but you're still below zero in Celsius. I hate to inform you. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> She's I know, but a different way, man. Give her hope. <laughs> right, no doubt. It's cold. She's knocking you down, man. Kick her, kick her when she's down, dude. Hey, look, it was pretty cold, John. I don't know if it got cold down where you were, man, but up here the other day, I actually had thermals on and a jacket, and I was still cold. And you know me, man. I wear shorts. I'm wearing shorts right now in the winter. I was actually cold. It hasn't really gotten below freezing here. Really? Oh, I got dude. four shirts on. It was hardcore. Three appears of the long way we're on. It got so cold here last night, our front door froze shut. Whoa. Wow. Yeah, it was it was negative uh, 13 last night. Yeah, that's happened to us before. They had to get the blow dryer out to get to let the dogs out to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yep. they start chipping away at it but we're a little smarter this year we had like styrofoam up there like when the dogs come in we push it styrofoam all around the door so we don't have that problem anymore because that's a really pain in the butt problem chipping away at that ice yeah, but yeah good times <laughs> so yeah um yeah that's all i want to know i just positive energy you guys <sighs> yes we we will all be thinking about and put a prayer out for Sierra, and hopefully she will get her up. children back. But, hey, hey, Shaman, did you watch the video about the sovereign citizen terrorism? I no, shared it, but I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Is that your yes. I heard you do that. Yes. I started to watch it. You walked up to the camera and did a clap and stepped back and started to say something, and then I got a phone call and got interrupted. Yeah, I go through like what they talk about with sovereign citizens, and then I go through Sierra's case, and uh, you know, Mr. Smith, Agent Smith, and and then oh. like have a little checklist on on who's acting like the sovereign citizen. Nice. How's oh, she yeah. doing? I mean, besides, is she? How is she doing? You know, she's hanging in there. It's kind of a roller coaster ride. Fuck yeah. Can't imagine. Well, I, I mean, dude, uh, is there anything more precious than the kids, right? Nothing. I mean, if they take the kids, man, you, you're telling me they wouldn't do anything to anybody? I mean, if they'll steal a child, they would. you don't think they'd come and rape, your, rape a woman or shoot a man in the head? Absolutely. That, that, that I know. I'm pushing her video, too, because it's like, this is just, this is just crazy. Um, maybe... Here's my dumbass. I, I have this positive. I can pull positive out of every situation, but I'm not doing it this time. It's just uh, this. There's nothing positive about this. I want the babies home with her. 
Well, that's for sure. I think the only thing that's kind of positive about this is the fact that, you know, we were already working together. So she was recording everything. We got all of the um, phone calls recorded, everything that was spoken with the attorney, everything that was spoken at court, everything that was spoken at the clerk's office, everything is recorded. And yep. um, Dude, so we can actually... That. We can actually show people what, you know, what really goes on because, uh, you know, and people don't can, record I, this stuff. They don't, <laughs> and I think that hey, this you can know change what? stuff. I think that this can change stuff, make people really see it because you do have all the recordings. I, I, I really do think that that's my positive point of it, that, that she has to go through this horrible thing, but that there will be real change with this one. I, I mean, I, I, I hope so. Wrong. Like... The, the fact that, that she was on the phone with me and you could hear the police officers in the background and then they checked that there was nobody at the house to leave the warrant with. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, Sean, yep. go ahead. No, I mean, that's fine. I was just going to say there's been two cases of... Uh, there was, you remember those two I talked to you about, the Zoom cases with the children? being taken as well remember i told you i had I, like i tried with the guy but only had an hour and a half to, or oh like yeah, yeah, yeah 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 you know and then okay. he was so pissed and i at least i talked him out of going and shooting somebody i mean like seriously but um i think it was alan if i'm remembering correctly he had a really great idea now they're starting to do these zoom meetings they're really mm -hmm. exposing the star chamber so like maybe we should like i mean we have a cases already we can talk about but we can also because these people are putting them on facebook and they're leaving them up um it might not be a bad idea to grab one of those cases and uh, we watch it bring it to the show and then dissect it and show how well if they had got it to this point instead this this would have happened or you know what i'm saying we always uh we're talking about trying to get you know, cameras in courtrooms, and they just did it for us. I, I do see exactly yeah. what you're saying. The, the only thing is, is that, you know, this is my biggest fear with what's going on with Sierra's case. And I mean, I, I'm dead serious. Like, if the public lets them get away with what they did to Sierra, there's going to be absolutely nothing holding them back from, you know, just fully taking off the mask and going 100% tyrannical, because that's why they're going to the Zoom courts is because it's like we're, we're not even going to deal with you we're going to put you in a spot where we can just hang up on you and ignore you and you know not talk to you whenever we feel like it right you know we're not going to give you any recourse um and and i they're not going to uphold the law either i mean what she did was 100 percent correct it's like i i don't know how to represent myself yep I, i'm just here present well, we're not going to let you do that because this is a for real star chamber and we're going to force an attorney on you so that we can force you into a statutory um, proceeding that you don't consent to. And we know that you don't consent to it because it's pretty freaking obvious. Yeah, but those uh, she had friends there. They, they wanted to arrest her. They, those friends should have been allowed to take her babies. They, they should have never went with a stranger. That right there is just people got to see that. And I, I've been pushing it hard, guys, because that that is unacceptable behavior. They went to a stranger's house. They're in a stranger's house right now. They're scared. 
They're fucking, they're terrified. They're fucking with their heads. If people don't get that, they're fucking dumb. It, it, it's so obvious to see that they want to brainwash our children and they want to, oh, I don't get it, you guys. I'm sorry. I, I, I just, it makes me so mad. And I know yeah. other people have cases and stuff. I've never been, I'm not that even, even that close to this, but I, I'm, I'm that close to it at the moment. And it makes me so mad. I've been in foster homes when I was younger and yeah, I'm an old lady now and they're different than they were back then to some degrees. But I know the feeling of being lonely and I know the feeling of being scared and I know the feeling of not knowing, getting any answers and that you weren't in your bed and you weren't with your parents. I understand that feeling and they are fucking kids heads up. Although, again, kids are resilient and they will bounce back and they'll be fine when they get home, but they just need to be home. That's, That's absolutely their goal is to separate, isolate and alienate. Yep. They sent mine to three separate homes when they took them. Oh, God. The youngest ones, the home they went to, they didn't even speak English. This has got to stop. We can't do no more. This it, Something's got to change. And I'm sorry for all the other kids that I never paid attention to about, you know, I don't, I mean, there's a lot of other kids out there that, you know, other parents have went through this and I'm not trying to alienate anybody. I, I, I just feel very passionate about this one at the moment. It has, but I'm very passionate about all of them. Kids belong, need to be where they belong, where they, you know, there is nothing that a parent could do that bad to detrimental their child. But the system is, I mean, you can beat your child. And it'd still be better for that child than to be in somebody else's house, in my opinion. And that, you know, and, and I'm not advocating for beating the child at all. I'm just saying that's, that's, that. That's not just your opinion. That's actually kind of the uh, leading child psychologist's opinion as well. Is even any detriment that people might presume from a, a, a beating or uh, uh, what is it? Feeling of abandonment even. Uh, or, or anything like that from a biological, especially father, <clears throat> they, uh, they say it is nowhere compared to actually forcefully removing them from that lineage. Yeah. Yeah. So good prayers, good energy, positive, and let's, let's hope this makes lots of change for all the babies. That's my prayer. Thank you. And JC, thank you for all the work you do. Thank you, everybody, for all the work we do and the positive energy. And say hi to Sierra and that. JC, uh, does she have family or uh, I don't know what the story is with the father. Uh, are any of them near her or in that location? Um, no, in fact, she had just moved there to be closer to her son so you know most of her family is, is not real close by um which may, makes things even more difficult yeah um, but it's uh it's 11 30 and it's pretty late I, and, thanks so. for taking the extra time i know i came in late tonight too because has some other things going on but thank you jc
Yep, and thanks everybody for coming out and everybody who participated. Thanks Oracle and John and Christine for, for putting on the interview at the beginning of the show and hopefully everybody will come out next week because we will be back out here. On, I guess, and, Monarch. And, and Monarch. And Monarch. Nobody forget Monarch. <laughs> and there's a uh, new telegram group uh, just conspiracy on telegram uh, where all the videos will be posted and mm-hmm. and put up um, and there, there will also be conversations out there if anybody wishes to join and money Mike you got about three minutes or two minutes and I'm hanging up good night Jason okay um, good night so, um, Me a question earlier, uh, and I couldn't get the gist of it because my phone dropped off to, uh, due to data loss or or because of the limited data I have. Or you're broken up. We can't hear you. Uh, can you hear me now? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Stay warm, brother. Well, I'm trying, but um, somebody was trying to. I, that might have been you who were trying to ask me. Somebody was trying to ask me a question earlier. But if not, you know, that's fine. But um, that being said, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to intervene too much on this because uh, at this point, the way I'm going right now, I even. He dropped off. Yeah, yeah, I think we lost them. If you can hear me, Mike, I'm going to bring you hot cocoa. (laughs) Hang in there, Mike. (laughs) And Sarah. Thank you. I want marshmallows. (laughs) JC, we appreciate you having us come on and and talk about what we're doing. We we really do appreciate (laughs) the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, and John, yeah. do you wish to go uh, ahead and no, advertise your show one more time before we go? Okay, so the, the name of the show is More Than Jibber Jabber. Uh, we do it every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and I usually post the links on the Common Law Wise Word public group on Telegram uh, okay. for those that wish to join in the conversation. Um, as well as the uh, the PeerTube live stream for those that don't wish to you know join in a conversation. So uh, find find the links there. Join Telegram. Hey, get on Telegram. Get away from me. We WhatsApp, all that other stuff. Get on Telegram. That's where we're all at. That includes you, Sean. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I'm actually starting to get What's that? But, no, yeah, I just got Telegram uh, yesterday uh, with uh, what I was able to do. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I think you're right about that. That's starting to happen, isn't it? Yeah, and anybody wishing to contact me directly, my uh, my Telegram screen name is uh, all lowercase John the Living Man, all no spaces. Um, so, yeah, and I, you know, anybody wishing to find out more about the show or would like to come on 
you know, contact me there and we'll see what we can work out. And it's an open invitation to anybody that wishes to join us. Down to living man, no uppercase, you said? Yeah, it's all lowercase, no spaces. John the Living Man. Okay, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep uh, that. All right. Uh, all right. I'm done. Uh, they say you can mute me up, or I'll, I'll mute up. We can't. We can't hear you, Mike. All right. Yeah. Well, I, let that. Well, I'm, I'm gonna go I'm ahead. I'm in Texas. I'm in Texas, show. so nobody Thank can hear us in for... Texas. For coming out and all I'm just going go, to go play with the roaches. Love you guys. And, uh, <laughs> hopefully <laughs> everybody will be yeah, back here next Wednesday on February 24th, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Good night, everyone. Good night. Rest your head, Jason. Good night, guys. <laughs> Common Law Wise Words will be back again with Monarch February 24th of 2021. Good night, everyone. <laughs> with Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.